Hey Mike, how you doing tonight? I am doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I shed some pounds. You know, shed some pounds. Not being caught shed shed a few. Just gotta keep going. Wait, 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 wait. Were you gonna throw shade? Because you were kinda you kinda stopped there because I started talking. Like what do you what were you gonna say? Nah, nothing, nothing. Scouts on her, no lie, no lie. How have you been? Uh, my week has been, it's been all right. Um, I found a new show that I started watching. Jeez. It's very... What is it, it called? I don't know why I'm watching these shows. These are shows I never would have watched before, but Temptation Island. Temptation. Is it a re- reality it show? It is a reality show. It's a... What is it about? <laughs> it's a very weird concept. So just imagine a couple that's been together for a certain amount of time. They want to test their relationship to figure out if they're right for each other. So then these people go on an island where now they become single. And then there's, I guess, four couples. They split. And then 12 people of the opposite sex are in the same villa as you. And you're separate from your partner. So it's just straight like singles trying to pick up guys trying to pick up girls and you cannot communicate with your partner at all so you just have to trust that they're going to do what's in the best interest for your relationship and it just causes severe drama like a lot of drama it's pretty crazy i like that show i'm gonna start watching it sounds juicy and rod whoa whoa, i think you're capping there this show i can see you watching this i i don't know man i never watched any of these shows before covid and now all of a sudden I'm watching them. Love Island, this, The Circle, all this stuff, man. Never would have touched it. But, oh, even Love is nah, Blind. I that was crazy. That was, that was actually enjoyable. No, nah, I don't think so. I think, nah, these, these shows you like, come on, Ron. You got a personality. So obviously you got to like these shows. I have come a personality. If you're a robot. <laughs> no, no. If you're a robot and you're just kind of like, hi, I'm Ron. That's how I am. Let's do this. <laughs> you guys, you guys hear this? Ron's capping already. And the episode just started. Yeah. I sent you your your I, your hiking list, right? You got it. Yes, yes, I did. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate. Did you that. check out any of the spots yet, or? No, not yet. Cause uh, the week before, uh, we just went to Lakeshore. Cause you know how they close it down, so yeah. you can ride your bikes. Um, we did that the week before, so. Uh, we could try something this weekend and enjoy it. Yeah. Are you going on one? Yeah, every weekend that I can. So I'm going to go this weekend. I haven't decided where or we haven't decided where. But um, hopefully this one's a good one too. True. I like how you added the we. Oh, such a sweetheart, Ron. Look at you, gentle men. Now, why are you being such a weirdo, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. The, like, how do you feel about mice? Yo, Ron, when I see, I'm one of those people, I'm not going to lie. That's my number one weakness. <laughs> like, some people have that, that phobia of snakes or bugs or cotton balls or chalk. You know, those weird ones, right? <laughs> um, it's still a phobia, so I respect that, you know, but it's, it's, not, it's not common. It's unique, so that's why I find it very alarming. But 
Rod, for me, man, if you have rats in front of me, like, yo, put me, I'll swim with a shark <laughs> before you put me in a room with one rat, one mice, whatever, Ron. Like, I'll swim with a shark. I'll I'll lie down beside a lion before I do that. I'm not even lying. What about you? Yeah, for me, I'm not nearly as scared of mice as you appear to be, but I'm not comfortable with them. So I can't lie. If I see one, I'm gonna back up. But once I realize how small back it is, up? I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm like an elephant, right? You say I like elephants. I'll just take a couple steps back, observe it, and then, you know, keep it moving. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ron, one step a few steps back, Ron. I'm screaming. I'm going to be my yell. My yell is gonna be like a Mariah Carey high <laughs> like, when she was in her prime. Like I'm going, ah! like, <laughs> but I ain't gonna. So lie. you would never be able to deal with what's going on in rural Australia, like so for madness. What you guys that don't know, essentially, right now there was a drought for the previous three seasons in the rural parts of Australia, and now everything is going back to normal. They had like a really good, uh, I guess, spring. Now all these mice have just infested all of these rural like farms. They're destroying crops. They're destroying houses. Like there's mice everywhere. If you see these videos, it's insane, man. Like they're they're saying that these mice can breed six to ten pups every two weeks in a breeding season. Five hundred babies, and they're just everywhere. These videos are nasty, man. <laughs> I feel bad for those people. I sent it to my sisters, and one of my sister blocked me. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I hate when you send me these things because they feel the same way like me when it comes to these rodents, these creatures of the night. Um, but Ron, it's my thing is just like what you said. They can pups, you know, these guys are producing so rapidly, and you got to remember, mice they move. Right? Yeah, they, they'll spread, right? What if they go? What if they get into the urban areas? Well, they're saying that they're not gonna go to the urban areas. That's what they're claiming. I, once I saw that video, I kept reading a bunch more articles on it, but they're not going there. It's literally like a rural problem right now that they feel will get oh. dealt with um, if you know the predators, the people that eat them, like or the not the people. The animals that eat them um, are able to breed quickly enough to, you know, balance everything out. And humans are killing them, too. But, Ron, they're they're populating, they're reproducing at such a rapid pace. And what's naturally going to happen, I feel like, obviously, they would stay in the rural areas just because there's more harvest, more food. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to get too overpopulated because like a lot of a lot of the video clips I saw of this topic, they were near the barns. They're in, inside the houses. Right. Those people are going to either kill them or put things in place to repel them, to tell them, hey, not in this zone. And it's just going to cause overpopulation. So naturally, don't you think they'll just spread and just move but over these things can more and they more. can fit into anything man like they're just they have they look fatter than they actually are it seems like because they could just fit into small crevices they can and 
It's crazy. I don't know. But like the biggest thing that I saw in that article that really bothered me was like, or that would have bothered me if I lived there was the smell. They're saying that the smell of dead rat or mice is an abomination. Mm. But when they shit everywhere, it's an abomination too, man. This is ridiculous. Yikes. But I think this is something that, whoa. I may never travel to Australia. Well, not never, but, you know, give me like 15, 16 years and then maybe. Bro, man, you you don't want to go anywhere except the Caribbean. Why do you keep lying to yourself? No, no, that's not true. It's just that, you know, I like to go home. You know, I like to see, you know, just travel for just one, two, just a couple of hours. (laughs) And then being able to just get there, you know, and come right back. It fits my schedule. Okay. Right. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, but man, honestly, hopefully everything uh, gets better over there with this whole plague business. It just seems like with COVID, man, there's so many, you know, acts of God, it seems happening and impacting so many people. Yeah. So hopefully everything gets back to normal for them. Yeah. Moving on. Chris Guy. (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. Uh, a friend of this no, show. No, your friend. <laughs> Let's just leave it. Your friend. Don't even associate him with me. <laughs> I'm joking. Yo, I'm this joking. guy arrested for threatening to kill. What is it? Doug Ford. He also said the guy that he said was the Republican leader of Canada or whatever. <laughs> Rob Carboni. And he tried to actually run over a cop, apparently. That was pretty intense. Yes, yes. Like, I know that you really love him. So when I saw this, I thought of you. Do you have any thoughts or any commentary about this for your your friend? No, 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 no. I don't associate with that guy. Not one bit. So, Ron, stop. Ron, this is the second time you're capping. Jeez. How am I capping, man? type of energy. Because you know he's not my friend, but you keep saying he is. Like, wait. I just feel like he's a... He's an interesting guy that a lot of people feel like represents, you know, Toronto, the GTA, which is very, very incorrect. I don't think he represents um, GTA. I feel like everyone thinks of him as the guy that represents the anti-mask uh, movement. Nah, but but everyone that's outside of the GTA is going to be like, oh, aren't you from that place where um that guy with all the tattoos and the, the you know... It looks like he had like Botox and those type of things. Like the, the people outside associate us with him. So okay, I don't but know if nah, that's entirely overall, true. Just, but like you know, I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. I yeah yeah. <laughs> but I was speaking with um, <laughs> just roll with it, man. Just just roll with it. But no, uh, he he he's he got too overboard, and for him to actually. Like, okay, fine, call people, talk about their character, you know, about these politicians' characters, you know, talk about, you know, how you disagree with their decisions. But, like, come on, you went a little overboard with threatening to kill some of them. Come on, come on. And then try to run over that's, a police That's officer. pretty crazy. Sometimes I try, to, I try to wonder, like, no one should be running away from police, but only like real criminals because they would have like a backup plan or, a, you know, an escape route to get away from cops. If you're just a one like 
uh, you're not a criminal, it's better that you you know you're not escaping. So just turn yourself in. And it's one less charge. Amen. So, like, you don't know what's going through the man's head. Anything could have been going through the man's head. You weren't in this situation, too. So obviously it's not right to try to run over a cop. My goodness. But, like, this is just, it, it seems like, he he started off as the guy that everyone was like, man, this guy is a problem. Then, you know, as people started to start to change the way that they viewed COVID, he became like the face of it. And then all of a sudden, this guy's just right back down to where he was before, maybe even lower right now. <laughs> this is a disaster, man. But like, hopefully this is the last time we ever have to bring his ass up. It's It's too much. <laughs> I know. Stop looking for articles about this guy, man. I know you and him are homies, man. Don't lie to me. I'll see a picture of you guys together some point in the future. Whoa. Okay. Okay. You know what? For the cover, for the for the cover art for this episode, put that there. A picture of me and him. Because <laughs> yeah. you said you did, and you guys will see. Now we'll know if Ron. Is I said. It, I said. Probably have a picture with him. Nah, I nah, didn't nah, say you, you did is. have a so picture with him. Use it. Okay. Allegedly. Alleg- Please use it as a cover <laughs> art for this episode. All right. Okay. Watch. Thank you, everyone. We will All see. All right, man. Okay, but like, cap. Uh, this guy, you you're wearing a cap today, and you had your shades on. So I guess those are gonna be the two things. You're gonna call me shady again, and you're gonna always say cap. That's the thing you're gonna do, eh? <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, but now the U.S. is calling for an investigation in the origins of COVID-19. All roads in it seems that they're pushing to are leading to China. Um, China's basically comeback is essentially like, man, this is just spin on the part of the U.S. to try to, you know, look for blame on the origins of this. Do you have any feelings about this? Because for me. I, I just want to know where this whole thing started, really and truly. And it just seems that nobody has any idea other than China, but China is just saying flat out it's not them. I say, honestly, leave it alone. Just just leave it alone. Due to the fact that, is it really going... If the vaccines are actually working and we don't have to worry about lockdowns anymore because we have the vaccines... Just leave it alone because that is going to cause more division. Like, let's say the actual place that it did start was there. Then all those Chinese people are going to be experiencing a lot of hate. And, you know, they we could there's a lot of situations where these guys um, major crimes were done to them. So I say just leave it alone and just let's move on from it. Let's not reflect on it and keep pondering about it just i let it be. like you don't you you're not even in the slightest bit interested in finding out how this started because it seems like there's nah. so many routes that it could have started there's a lot of things out there some say it's man-made some say it was you know via bat some are saying it's the chinese wet markets there's so many things out there but it seems like the almost everyone is pointing towards China and China is just flat out saying no. And the U.S. is essentially asking for transparency, transparency during this investigation. Um, I don't think that they're going to get the answers 
So I guess maybe what you're saying is true, but I I really want to know what's going on here. It would be nice to know. No, I because my main concern are the results. The results are, oh, if it, if China actually did do this, think of all the other questions you're going to ask. Did another country do this? Can they do this again? Can they make one that's more severe? Right. And then there's the other aspect of, okay, it wasn't China, but another virus. Like, think of all the different results and answers and questions that are going to come up if you keep thinking about it. Let's just defeat it and just let it go. It needs to be one of those unsolved. Why? 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 Like, some. Okay. I, I, I do agree that some things don't need to, you know, be or come to light. Some things. But this is something that has literally impacted the whole entire world. They don't even know how it started, allegedly. So if they don't know how it started and they're trying to figure out how it started and then only one person seems to be stalling this, that to some degree implies something. And I feel like that's what these people are insinuating when they say that they want transparency to figure out the origins of this. It just seems like somebody's holding this up. I, like, I, I really think that we need to know this. If it impacts everyone, I think we, we should get answers if we are capable of getting answers. But that's me. What if, what if, we, what if we get answers and we don't like them? It doesn't matter. more discomfort. And then what if we got to look at it the flip side? What if we still don't get answers? Then we're going to be like, okay, how? Where, you know, was it aliens? Was it just an act of God? Was it man-made? Like, it's just like, just forget about it. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, when you're in a relationship and then, you know, it doesn't work, but then you make it work. You tell your significant other, you know what? We got to move on and progress. And I think as, you know, people on this planet, we got to just progress and forget about it. Wait, and let it what? Go. Like that, that is a bad example. That, yeah, that is. <laughs> what happened? That was such a bad. I, I I don't know how your example related. I, I'm I'm so lost. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm no, not what with I'm trying you. to say is something negative happened in the okay. past. But for us to move on with peace, we have to let the past go. Cause you know if you if if you get back with somebody and you keep bringing up the past. It's going to cause a lot. So of what if you, you're like, okay, let's just use the example. The most common example people think of you cheated on me, right? Let's just say that to you and your partner, you're like, you cheated on me. They're like, no, I didn't. And then it's like, okay. And you continue the relationship, but you keep having a suspicion that they cheated on you. And they keep saying, yo, stop, stop, stop talking about it, man. Like, you know, I didn't do anything. If you have a suspicion that that person cheated on you, it's never going to go away. And then them being so dismissive of it, too, is also going to make you feel even more likely that they did cheat on you. As opposed to, you know, them putting your mind at ease. So I feel like this is the sim- like a good enough example of it where everyone seems to feel like the origin was in China, in Wuhan. China is saying no, and they're not open to having people investigate it. So it's like, okay, well, 
All right. So then where did it start? Uh, do you have any ideas? And it just seems like they pushed it to the U.S., but it says that almost every single person feels that the first case happened in Wuhan, China. Wuhan, China. So it's just a weird one for me. Like, I get what you're saying about move on. I just, I'm not with it, man. I feel like we need to get answers if we're capable of getting answers just to make sure that, you know, we know that this is something we could potentially fight again in the future. If it's a man-made thing, that's something that has to be dealt with swiftly. If it's a natural, naturally occurring thing, maybe we need to put measures in place to ensure that things like that don't happen again in the future. I just think let it be a myth because usually with myths, people just tell stories. They don't actually try to pursue it because let's say it is man-made. Don't you think other countries are going to try to test that out and then they'll might even use it on their own enemies and that can start up a new world war like i'm just thinking and we already hear of other countries having nukes that can kind of like wipe out but wouldn't you want to know who has nukes to make sure that you don't get into a fight with them you know i mean it's like you don't want to fight somebody that has a gun if you know that they have a gun and you don't have a gun, you'd like to know that they have a gun to make sure that you're not putting yourself in grave danger. That's how I would look at it. Yeah, but if you but you got to remember, it's not like we're all like there is wars going on right now. Yes. So let's just say we found out today um, every country had their own nuke. OK. And all the wars were going on. You think countries are just going to be like, OK, let's just stop. No. Let's just have a stalemate. No. They would use some on each other and boom, that starts up. World but I war. feel like the countries that have nukes usually try to avoid wars with countries that have nukes. But every country has an ally that has a nuke. Yeah, but like those allies don't typically get involved because they know that, you know, there will be a nuke that comes out if they get involved too aggressively. Everything is like posturing. It's like chess as opposed to checkers right now. Yeah, but there's problems going on right now. So if we did find out, let's be realistic. Everything's going on right now. And then we found out that the UN did a major investigation, found out that the major countries, you know, um, all had nukes. You know, you think all the fighting that's going on right now would just automatically stop? No, I don't think it would stop. But I mean, like the people that have them are going to move a little bit differently than the people that don't. Because if you fire off a nuke, it the consequences are too big for you to do it. Like It's like it's one of those things where you don't bring it out unless if you need to. That, that's essentially it. So I would just like to know who does have it or just to find out the origins of COVID. That's it. If we know the origins, maybe we could prevent it from happening again. But if you don't want us to know the origins, why don't you want us to know the origins? That's all it is, man. Yeah. And, and okay, so now think of this. Do you think if you get that answer, it'll be that's it? You, do you think you don't think more questions may develop? No, I just feel like it'll allow them to come up with a plan. Because I personally feel that COVID like the pandemic measures was handled pretty poorly and i'm pretty sure the majority of people feel this way including yourself 
So if you knew how this started, if you know you have some sort of means of relaying this information around the world, maybe even just closing the border so that it's contained in that place, like they could just work to come with some sort of measures like, oh, this is the reason for it or you know, like it's just all about control or like planning for, you know, the future. Like, to be frank with you, if we know where this started or how this started, maybe we can avoid having another, you know, 18 month lockdown. Like, why are we locking down the whole world because of something like this? And we still don't even know how it started. Like the like this is ridiculous. OK, so let's 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 do a let's do a quick. um let's let's do a hypothetically okay um everyone is saying it started in china in a lab okay what if that was true don't you think another question would be like what were they testing and let's say they were actually testing weaponized germs that can kill someone and you know isn't that going to just develop more and more questions and then that can also give another country ideas and thoughts of whole maybe if we can get these plans we can create the same thing too it's just it's going to create such a negative it's it's an avalanche a snowball effect with just the more information we get and that's what i'm worried about to be honest i feel like the like you shouldn't be afraid of getting more information ask questions you know get the answers to things if you can I, I personally think that like the majority of these, you know, governments, militaries, all this stuff, scientists, they all have information. They all have like the means to develop things that we've not even thought of. I, I personally think like if it was a weaponized, you know, or a weapon, I don't know, biological weapon, like there's probably other countries that already have biological weapons too. It's just a matter of knowing how it got across the whole world. Because normally, like based on my uh, movie watching and book reading, you know, when it comes to like this type of stuff, <laughs> when there's an outbreak, if you know where it started, you can be able to contain it. You know what I mean? But if you don't know where it started, then it starts spreading like wildfire. And then this whole thing happens. So it's just a matter of knowing how it started and how it spread. That's it. It's not about, you know, putting any blame. If people, ultimately, we know that people will put blame on them. But people are already putting blame on them. So why not just find out the answer and then make it, you know, a lot less of an issue? You know, either we know or we don't know. And then at least if you're placing blame on people, it's legitimate as opposed to a guess. But Ron, it's kind of different. It's like when somebody's on trial for a crime, you know, they're not guilty. But even though everyone's saying, hey, the evidence is without a doubt against you, they're still not guilty. So there's going to still be some people that are probably going to say, you know what, that person is not guilty. Um, I'm one of those people, you know, I always say you're innocent until proven guilty. Then um, and even there are times innocent. when people that are proven I know, but sometimes people can't prove, you know, I'm just saying un it's, it's okay now how it is, but if they were actually guilty, then everyone's going to be like, okay, you know what? 
you guys are you guys are terrible. But we don't know. I hate you guys. There's gonna be a lot of hate, Ron. Honestly, I feel like you're you're being too pessimistic regarding this. I feel like more information will help. It'll just help to avoid the future pen. I'm I'm telling you, I'm not trying to sit at home for another eighteen months. Like this this is enough. I don't need <laughs> another one of these things accidentally happening or happening. How long, like over a hundred years since the last pandemic, like that's how long it was before this happened. I'm not like, why do we have to deal with this every 100 years or every whatever years it's going to be now? It's ridiculous, man. But I, I get it like this. I guess we'll, we'll definitely agree to disagree on this one. Um, so like just moving on, like I just saw a couple of nonsensical things you, you pro- I guess it's not really nonsensical. This may be uh, some new age stuff, but women proposing to men. From my perspective, I proposed to my fiance. Jeez, so, geez, geez. I, like, I feel like that's how it is. That's how it should be. Um, but clearly, there is a whole new wave out there. I don't know what to think about this, to be honest. <laughs> I I love it. Really? I love it. Um, just the fact that uh you know everyone's always trying to preach be equal be equal but is everyone's equal actually 50 50 or is it okay i'm equal or i have you know more advantages than you in these five categories and you have more of an advantage than me in these five so it's five five so it's even is it that type of even or is it 50 50 with everything um that's the big question and you know they want you know a lot of people are saying let's actually guys and girls let's be 50 50 so it has to be 50 50 and everything so i'm okay to this there's like like i don't know i i'm kind of traditional I call myself like a fluid person when it comes to like being conservative or liberal, but like something like this, I don't think there was anything wrong with the way it used to be. You know, obviously you're like lesbian couples, there's gay couples, like there's different kinds of couples now. So obviously in those situations, it's going to be a bit different. But when it comes to heterosexual, I, I tend to lean towards the traditional view where it's the man asking the woman to be married. That's how I feel about it. I, I saw that post, you know, I know that people have been doing it already, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But for some reason, this was all over my timeline for a couple of days. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> what was so special about this one in particular, but I, I just feel like it should just be traditional. Just, you know, just go straight, you know, guy doing getting on his knee proposing or guy doing something for his bride, you know, like I. I, I think it's beautiful and I think it's wonderful. And what I really like is, you know, sometimes, you know how like um, your fiance, my girlfriend would surprise us. Maybe she's that adventurous, you know, surprising one, you know, and she's like, you know, what? what's the number one thing that I can surprise the love of my life with? And she said, I'm going to propose to him. You know, and maybe she's maybe they went through something and he was able to really, really be there for her and bring her out of a dark place. And then she said, you know what? I can't let him go. I got to keep him. 
will you marry me? It's beautiful, Ron. It's beautiful. <laughs> you man, why are you? What, what is up with you, man? Like you, like you, you know, you know what, you know what I'm thinking of. The only thing that's running through my mind, and I talked to one of my friends about this. Remember that scene from Love Is Blind, where that uh, girl, yes, where she, where where she, the oh the girl, where yeah, she proposed. The, no, 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 yeah, you, you you undersold that. The man proposed to her, and she said no, and she says she wanted to do it. Like what? 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 Yes. What is like that was a complete power trip on her part, yeah. No, Ron. She wants to. She wants to say, you know what? Me and you, we are actually equal in everything. Wait, 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 wait. So then, why did she say no to him when he asked her if they're equal? They technically did go both on one knees. Bro, man, stop this foolishness, man. She said no to the man. The man was like looking like he was gonna cry, and then she's like, "I'm gonna ask you to marry me." It's a power trip, man. That's what it seems like to me. That's what I'm looking at it. And at the end of the day, just be like really and truly the whole act of asking someone to marry you. Like, is it, I don't know. I guess we're still from the gen or I feel like I am. I don't know if you consider yourself to be part of this generation where they're the whole Disney princesses uh, theme. Like, Oh, I'm still part of that. You, I'm assuming the majority of girls would prefer the man to do it. If the man is being asked or is the one being asked to be married like it's i feel like it's a different vibe man i i don't know man i like it traditional i think it's pretty uh straightforward one thing i say about guys sometimes they're a bit wishy-washy you know what i mean it takes them a little bit of time to make the decision you know what i mean <laughs> so like can you imagine if the guy said no to the girl because you know usually guys are a bit they're the ones that are slow to get or to propose you know it, it could be a very ugly situation and ultimately like like i i don't know how that would go i i'd be interested in, interested to see if a girl got down on a knee for a guy and the guy rejected her to see how that whole thing went down because i feel like it would not go down nicely at all what i want to see i want to see the guy's reaction uh <laughs> is he gonna be like yay yeah, yes. Is he gonna like stick out his hand? What, what, like, that's what, that's what you want to see, yo. The way you're talking, you look like you want that to happen to you. So, um, whoa, whoa, so, Miss Future Francis, whenever you decide to get on one knee for Mike, just give me a call because I want to be there to witness to see his reaction. No, no, Ron, no, no, no. I'll be going down on one knee. Okay, no I see. So, yeah. so you don't like it being equal, allegedly, eh? I see. Oh, facts. No, I'm just trying to say, like, in other relationships, oh, oh, okay. if the female goes down, that's beautiful. Oh, but know? not like, in your relationship because you don't want not, it to be equal, eh? Nope. Okay, I see. No, no, it's still equal. Oh, no, but oh, I'm taking, oh, I believe. Okay. okay. I, oh, I believe oh, in the okay, equal okay. Of, if there's 10 things, you take five, I take five. They're equal. <laughs> I believe in that. So you're all about controlling, you know, what is equal, eh? This doesn't sound pretty equal to me. Con- it just sounds like... <laughs> no, no, control what, control what I control and she controls what she controls, you know? So then, okay. All right, man. Well, for me, I'm getting down on one... Or I already did. So I hope the same for you, too. <laughs> no i will i will it's it's like this you know like i know i'm gonna have to do the grass cutting and the shoveling the snow you know she's probably 
she's a way better cook than me so she's probably going to cook more but like i can i like to cook i think i can cook well so then what happens what if you can cook well and you could use shovel and you do the lawn and you're good at gardening what what does she do now well to be fair you got to remember you got to eat every day I don't got to cut the grass every day and I don't got to shovel snow every day. So she's probably going to even do more days cooking than me doing yard and outside. No, work. but so I said, what if you are the cooking guy? I, I won't be. She, she, <laughs> she does mean that. Okay. Fair enough, sir. Point taken. Do you feel teachers need to have a dress code? <laughs> don't ask me that question okay <laughs> when you were in high school or elementary school did you feel like your teacher needed a dress code no no i, I think maybe they could dress a little bit more younger but yeah. <laughs> if you were a parent though realistically and you saw your kid like with a teacher that was dressed in like quote-unquote inappropriate clothing what would your feelings be would you have a problem with it? Would you say something? See, see, it all matters. It all matters. It's one, it's what's that person's definition of inappropriate? Two, um, do you look good in it or do you look bad in it? You know, Whoa. like if, <laughs> you know, and then I, and then three, it matters who you are, right? If you're the principal, then, you know, you, might want to dress a little bit better than you know a, a a regular teacher right you have you're more you're the face of the school so you know you're the number one so i guess you would have to dress a little bit better uh but yeah i don't like i i never had to deal with this thinking about it no i don't think i've ever had to deal with it um so i don't i don't really care as long as it's appropriate enough, you know what I mean? Like where it's not, you don't want to be, I guess, exposing too much of yourself. That that part would be a bit out of control. But like, I, I feel like for the most part, most people can wear whatever it is that they want. You know what I mean? That picture you sent me, that's how some people dress at the work office. It's not like the lady was dressing like uh, out of control. It's a weird, it's it's very weird how people have a problem with a lot of these things, man. It's crazy. I'm going to be completely honest. I think I know why most of it I know. isn't I know. I know. You, I, you can gonna, say it. I'm going to say, say it. it. I'm going to say it. I Again, I never said all, but I am going to say most is that there are a lot of jealous individuals about those teachers. A lot of jealous individuals because... Um, the picture I sent you, Ron, and I saw some other pictures and there was, there were actually, uh, some situations that were actually in the news where a teacher actually got suspended and some of these teachers are actually, um, let me just say when God was, you know, sculpting them, (laughs) he did an amazing (laughs) job. Um, that's what I'm going to say, but God really did. God did an amazing job on all of us, but not me, you know, not me, (laughs) 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 but he, but he, you know, he, he, you know, you can't, you know, it's, it's hard to stay consistent, you know, but when it comes to certain ones, remember 
even God rest on the seventh day, you know. So that <laughs> Monday, when he was well rested, he did a lot of good jobs. And that Saturday, where you're really tired, you know, he's going to make some mistakes. <laughs> I'm joking. He's not making no mistakes. But I'm just saying some of those teachers are, you know, they're, they are very, very blessed. And some of those uh, just haters. parents or guardians of those kids are jealous of that teacher, of how a lot of those cases are female teachers, of how she's shaped. And, you know, it's just jealousy from some of these moms. I Like, it's weird, man. People pick and choose when they, you know, they're okay with something and they're not okay with other things. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing about humans. Um, to be honest, man, like I said, as long as it's, you know, not exposing too much of yourself, I think it's okay for the kids. You know, kids are going to see this stuff whether you want them to or not. So, you know, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Nonetheless, we know that there's always going to be somebody that complains. It's ridiculous sometimes. Yep, a negative Nancy. Well, my sister's name is Nancy, so chill. Use a different oh, name. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, like negative uh, Nadine or negative Natty or something like that. <laughs> Yo, honestly, you should see your face right now, man. Yo, man, this guy's baked, man. Yo, what's up with you? <laughs> no, that threw me off. That threw me off. This man's whispering, man. Like, stop sweet speaking sweet nothings in my ear, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um... Yo, honestly, the NBA fans are getting out of control, man. Holy. They are. They really are. Like, what is going on, man? In the last few days, they're just, like, banning fans from games. One, the Utah Jazz fans were heckling Ja Morant's family throughout, like, whole the, all the games in Utah. Two. That's terrible. A New York Knicks fan spits on Trey Young. Like, what? <laughs> And then three, Washington Wizards fan throws popcorn on Russ, Russell Westbrook's head, like when he's leaving the tunnel. What a, what a goof. Like, okay, like I understand that we haven't been able to go to arenas for, what, 18 months now? But this is like a bit too out of control, man. And then... Everyone was crying because um, Kyrie Irving was saying something or was insinuating racial tension between him and the Boston fans. And then they were all in an uproar. I don't know what to expect, man. Like, this is just like the NBA really needs to reel it in. That whole courtside care incident scenario, too, earlier in the year. Like, I, yes, I yes. don't know what they're doing, man. They need to get these fans under control. They need to separate them from the players a little bit more because I don't understand what's going on with these fans. And then just imagine if the player went in and actually started a fight with these fans. The players would be the ones that are in trouble. Can you believe that crap? <laughs> it, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, they need a, what I was saying was the league needs to, you know, put that person's face up publicly. That's one thing I do want to ask. Uh, but I want to make my point first. They need to find the team. So when the media catches, oh, this team got fined, 
like a thousand, like 10 G's or 20 G's. Um, now that person is going to be public enemy number one because, you know, they hurt the team financially and that money can be spent on other things. Now, my point that I do want to make to you uh, before you uh, talk about what I just said, do you think their face should be public to the point where they could actually lose their job? Okay. So going back to what we talked about earlier about transparency on the COVID origins, I feel like if you're capable of doing something that messed up, then yes, we should know who you are in order to avoid you, you know, or not allow you in the arena. The fact that they're protecting them, but they're so open to expose all the athletes is kind of crazy to me. For these people losing their job, that's up to their job to determine. I'm not an advocate for people losing their jobs because I know the impact that that has on them when they lose their jobs. So maybe give them a stern punishment, if anything, and then go from there. But like, I don't condone any any of this behavior. Like, okay, heckling is fine. Like I've heckled players, players, and I've gotten into screaming matches with opposing fans before. That's about it. But when it's like a, a player's family, like, come on, man. Like, they're just there enjoying the game, man. Just leave them alone. Like, it's it's ridiculous, man. People need to chill. It's only a game. It's only a game, my goodness. No, no, word. I, I think that to the level of what you your actions were uh, determines if you keep your job or not. Um, that courtside Karen at the Atlanta game when uh, she was heckling LeBron James from the Lakers, she still keeps her job. I don't even think a suspension. Does she or have a job? Really happened to her? No. Well, no. Well, she's a Instagram um, vlogger, blogger, and some other things. But let's say she did have a job. Um, I feel like there should be no punishment for that. Um, the guy that allegedly spat, um, spit at get him out of here, Young. Yeah, yeah, he should get terminated. The guy that did the whole popcorn, I'll be completely honest with you, I'm on the fence with that one. There should be some punishment, but to the level of losing his job, maybe not. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's there's levels. I do think, you know, if you're gonna spit on someone, then no, you don't need to be here. Um. You're a bad representation of this company. Goodbye. Um, and a great point that um, I was watching first take and Molly uh, mentioned it is that in a lot of these cases, it's like an old white guy doing it to a black player. And like, is there some racial tension? What is it? And why is it such a common trend? Uh, when it comes to these situations in the NBA and sometimes in even in um, like the NFL as well. The reason why it happens in those sports is because their best players are predominantly African-American, black, whatever you want to call them. That's primarily yeah. why. Um, there's always, you know, you can always kind of see how it can be portrayed as racial because like even for example in uh soccer 
all the time, like African players, Caribbean players, just black players from the European countries, like they'll just be, they'll go on social media after a game that they perform badly in, and then they get like 70 messages, people insulting them just because they're black. So there's always that, you know, undertone that could potentially be there, but what are they going to do about it? Like, we can't always keep talking about these problems. Like, at some point, we need to start doing things about these problems. And it always seems to happen to these players. So when are they going to do something about it? Like, they're banning the fans, and we don't know who they are, and ban they just ban them from the arena. It doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to do it, because every single year we hear of stories like this. I just feel like... For some reason, it's happening way too much right now. They need to get these fans under control or they need to get them hell out of there. Yeah, well, you it's it's we can't really do anything about it it's because it's how someone feels. Right? Wait, we so, can't do something. You know, we can't do anything about what? Which part? About how someone feels in a but sense. What do you mean? Right? Like in what context? So you see how these guys are, they're probably racially motivated by uh due to their actions okay we can't change how this man feels about black people so get him out of there you get him out of there after he performs that action or that expression so what i'm trying to say is like you can never prevent it that's why you got to make the consequences uh very very severe and that's what i'm saying even find the team because ultimately these teams a 20k fine is not i'm going to assume is not that big to a, to a professional sport team but to the average fan it is a big deal right and that's why that person would be not only banned lifetime banned but there would be that humiliation from your own city your own hometown um and that's going to really, really teach all those other individuals that want to try things because they, they know that the players can't hurt them. They're going to rethink and think twice and probably not do it ever again. Or, you know, I think that's the best solution. Something I just thought of. This is kind of like how punishments used to be in football for me. Like if one person did a, something wrong or bad, they would punish like everyone. So, like, I remember at one point, um, we used to have Sunday practices when I was at York or, like, runs yeah. after a game. And we had, like, a our rookie party, the beginning of the year party, initiation for the rookies. And everyone was super, super lit. The next morning, probably half the team showed up, if that. And almost everyone that came was late. And the coaches were pissed. So the next day we had practice, all they said to us was bring your running shoes. We're not doing anything. Wow. And then literally they made us, they literally made us run. They made us um, do like push-ups and burpees, like just literally for 60 minutes straight. It was insane. But my the point I was trying to get to regarding this is maybe what they need to do, the NBA just needs to be very aggressive with their punishment. Like if fans do this, something where like say they spit on a player, then they should just have all the fans not allowed the next game. 
just like mandatory just something crazy like that because then i really think like if that's the punishment or maybe even blackout games in the city so that nobody from the city can watch your team play i feel like at that point people will actually start to feel they'll feel it they'll be like what i don't get to watch my team play in the playoffs you know, because some bozo spit on uh, on the opposing team's player, I feel like something like that would be pretty aggressive, and it'll probably get their point across. They'll at least act on their best behavior because, man, these guys are human beings too. And if somebody spit on me and I felt it, and I know knew that somebody spit on me, I'm I'm getting thrown out of that game, regardless. <laughs> nah, but the thing is that you gotta remember, like. That's, I think that would be too crazy because the NBA would lose money. Who cares, um, man? The players matter. Yeah, the NBA cares. Do you want your players and to the, go into the stands and punch people like in the Malice in the Palace again? You don't want that garbage. No, no. With the, with the amount of security, it won't happen. But what I'm trying to say is... It can happen, man. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is if the NBA won't do that. And neither the players would not even agree to that because... One, they'll miss the fans, and two, it's going to affect their salary, which is ultimately going to reduce their pay. No, it wouldn't. Their salaries are guaranteed. Yeah, but when the when the new collective bargaining agreement and they look at all the numbers, that that salary cap will be effective. And even when the salary cap drops, yeah, some of those players' money are guaranteed, but the guys that are free agents, they get affected by it. So. This is a serious think, problem, think. though. I'm telling you, like, I don't understand why fans think that they can do whatever the hell they want. Like, something needs to happen, and nobody is holding them accountable. Yes, you ban three fans, but next year it'll happen again. It always does. But that's why you got to really throw the book at them. Throw the book at them, and it should work. I don't know, man. I guess, you know, like, again, having played sports and heard some of the stuff that fans say, I played men's league soccer, and I actually had someone that heckled me pretty bad. But then I just scored a goal, and I, I had a, a couple of words for her, too. So, hey, man, like, it, it's all it's all fun and games, man. What you say? Does it matter? <laughs> Quick question. Uh, with that... With that York uh situation, did um the players that showed up on time, did they still have to do the bird beats and stuff like I that? I don't know who showed up on time because I came late too. But the whole team was doing it. Two ambulance trucks came separately. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad. No, I, honestly, I'm telling you, it was insane, man. It was <laughs> I honestly, I think that that was quite possibly the worst punishment I've ever had to do in my life. Wow. But it taught me to never be late. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hope all the coaches out here that hear this, uh, maybe take a page out of uh, Ron's coach's play. In 2021, you can't do anything about that. And... The York team wasn't that good. So <laughs> I don't know if it oh. worked. <laughs> I, I don't know. True. But um, like the last thing that I want to touch on was LeBron James, man. The NBA, man. No consistency. Clearly showing LeBron James favoritism. 
This guy violates the COVID protocol. And what happens? He doesn't miss a game. He doesn't get fined. He's good. Because apparently everyone at the party he attended had to be vaccinated to enter. Kristaps Porzingis violates the COVID protocol, gets a $50,000 fine. Literally a couple days after. And then the NBA had some excuse for this. Like, I don't understand, man. Like, if you have rules, man, just, you know, apply the punishment to the, you know, people that disobey the rules equally. Simple. I don't see any problem with what happened. LeBron James did not get fined. He should have been fined. I'm not saying he should have missed the game because if they if he missed that game and then they lost, it would have been a whole thing. So, no, no, but Ron, what you got to remember is this is LeBron James we're talking about. He is more important than the NBA itself. Find him is um, what I said. I didn't say to suspend him. That would have been insane. But the thing is that him going to that party, it was a uh, he had to attend. It was in his contract. So wait, what contract? I guess it was maybe. Huh? What contract? The party that he attended to, he had he had to attend. In what contract? A verbal contract, but he <laughs> had to attend. It was it was a, like a you know he had so to attend. Find so him. Why? Because it's not in conjunction with the COVID protocols of the NBA. Every other player gets fined or suspended. He didn't get either. That's all I'm saying. It's like superstar calls. If it's a foul for a superstar, it's a foul for. You know, a guy at the end of the rotation. It shouldn't be because he's a superstar. The rules don't apply to him for whatever reason. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's okay. It's not hurting anyone. So it's okay. It's okay. It just it just helps to show everyone that things aren't equal in the NBA. I have very, very strong feelings about how officials apply rules there or fouls. That's a big thing. Then you see this. Even the NBA can't put their foot down. It's, I don't know, man. The NBA needs to get their, their stuff together this year. But I, everything they did was correct. This is LeBron. Like Then find him have, or suspend him. But, Ron, he had to attend the party. He had to. I didn't say he couldn't go to the party. I said find him or suspend him. There are times where you have to bend the rule, and this was one of those situations. Because it's LeBron James, they didn't find him or suspend him. That's all you're saying to me. I guess, but hey, it's, again, this is LeBron we're talking about. I don't LeBron. care if it's LeBron. I said he could still play. Just find him or suspend him. They didn't say anything. About it, like he, everyone knew he violated the protocol. We got that memo, but then nothing happened. So everyone was like, "Wait, what the hell?" Then Kristaps Porzingis, like a couple days later, what happens? Allegedly, he went to a strip club. I heard. So then, at that point, it was done. Like, like what? Ah, uh, it's okay. Hey, man, you. I don't know this world that you like living in. You don't like transparency. You don't care if they apply the rules to everybody. You like people, um, you know, losing their jobs 
for doing foolishness at games, but you don't want all the fans to be penalized for it? Yeah, man. I don't believe in that whole, you know, because one person messed up, everyone's going to mess up. Nah. So what about COVID? Did you do something wrong? The whole pandemic. <laughs> like, everyone got punished for, you know, the mistakes of God knows who. Or, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, relay of a virus that wasn't contained. Like, the whole world was impacted by this. And, you know, even when they made it seem like the lockdown was the best course of action, there was people outside all the time. So, again, people always make decisions that affect everybody. But in this situation, because of money, nobody really cares about actually fixing the problem no that is that's incorrect i don't think they care about fixing the problem because if they did you know these people know how to fix problems because when they want to fix problems they always have the answer but when they don't want to fix problems they don't have the answers no no i'm just trying to say i'm looking long term it's gonna cause a snowball of hate and you know hate always trigger more hate remember hurt people hurt people. but people are gonna hate so, regardless i know but at least it's at a control level it's never under and it control is getting better hate is hate is hate whether you hate somebody a little or a lot it's still still hate man it's not under control people think it started there just you know alleviate people's concerns that's all i'm saying and if it didn't start there then everyone's off your back nah just Leave it alone. Just just leave it alone. All right, man. Just leave it alone. All right, Mikey Mike. Or Mike Like. It's Mike the Knight. Mike the Like? Mike the Knight. <laughs> you know, that's even funnier than I thought it was. Mike the Knight. I thought it was Mike Like this whole time, man. No, BTL. Mike the Knight. Okay, man. Mike the Knight. Okay, so I'm just going to call you Mike the Knight from now on, man. Uh huh. I'm a knight. <laughs> do you, like, do you have anything else you'd like knight. to talk about, Mister Knight? Nah, nah, Ron. I'm good. Uh, I'm actually going to review some of those trails and see which one to go to this weekend. Yeah, look at them out, and uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I actually remember them all vividly, so. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have a decent memory still for some things. I, I start, I'm feeling my memory go slowly but surely. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. I don't have back issues, but I have slowly but surely. <laughs> it's taking a little bit longer to recall things, but it's all good. Jeez. Yeah, I know, man. It's sad, man. Sad. Ronda Don. That's impossible. You can't start slowing down. Not yet. I know, man. I need another championship. But on that note. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Yeah. Shame. You knew I had to throw it. It's going to. Every so. Every week. One comment at least is going to be made about it. Okay. Just remember that. And just accept it. Just, just allow me. Accept it. We're good. Whatever you say. <laughs> Busting up the shades right now. <laughs> well, Mike, yo, until next time. Oh, again. I Welcome to episode seven of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how I keep forgetting this stuff. Well, this is episode seven. Yes. Um, thank you, you guys, for listening.
it's been a, a fun time. Follow us at KNN Podcast on IG, KNN Pod on Twitter. Follow my brother at Quincy underscore Essebra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, subscribe, rate, follow, like, do all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. One love. One love.